Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. We, I know that we are a people led by his presence, led by his spirit, um, and even just this whole entire morning, I feel like the Lord was continuously lining up um, what he has for us today. Um, I love that, uh, you know, Erica was talking about Romans 3.23, (laughs) Um, you know, uh, we've all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And then, and then we're reading about, uh, I mean, we're, we're singing about being washed by the blood. <laughs> um, we're seeing that we're clean. We're knowing, I mean, Maria was sharing, I mean, just of how, like, even though the Lord wasn't, it, we don't see him working. He is working. And then that means we have to actually do something too. We have to actually fight. And I'm like, ah, yes, 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 Lord, because that's what he, I believe, wants to remind us of today. Um, I felt in my heart that the Lord was quickening to me that to be led by his spirit. Um, it, it says that in Galatians 5, it says to, uh, walk in the spirit so you don't carry out the desires of the flesh. Because the flesh does what is opposite of the spirit, and the spirit does what is opposite of the flesh. And we are a people, and this is what I want to remind us today, we are a people who have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. The Holy Spirit is indwelling in you, and it's no its no coincidence. It's like, look, at the Lord has been showing um, things, I mean, even from... from refining our heart. Um, I know Miranda was talking about idolatry um, not too long ago, and, and, and then just this refining process, um, because he's, we are a holy people. This is the truth. We are a holy people, and, and he wants, we're, we're called to not only be, we're not, we're not only called holy, but we're called to live in holiness. And, and so now, we, you know, a, lot of, a, a handful of people got baptized last Sunday, <laughs> Come on, amen, amen. You, you. That was that symbolic uh, uh, public declaration that I, I, I died to to myself and I'm raised to life. Um, and, and so it's it's like now I. It's so timely, and the Lord's wanting to remind us that we have His Spirit. We are to, and we can be led by His Spirit because He's living in you. There's nothing too hard. For the Lord, and there is nothing that, that that He cannot do, but it also requires us. You are called to be a participant in your transformation. This is the truth, and and so what I want to talk about today is sanctification. Sanctification. Let me just read this scripture, uh, because. When it comes to sanctification, there's two, there's, there's, I want to talk about two aspects of sanctification. There's the positional, okay? We're going to talk about this. There's the positional of sanctification, but then there's the progressive. So the positional is meaning that because of what Christ has done, you are sanctified. Okay, so let's read 1 Corinthians 6, uh, verse 
11. Actually, let's start from verse 9. It says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor perversely eminent, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, whose words are used as weapons to abuse, insult, humiliate, intimidate, or slander, nor swindlers will inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. Such were some of us <laughs> before you believed. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. It says, but you were washed by the atoning sacrifice of Christ. You were sanctified, set apart for God, and made holy. You were justified, declared free of guilt in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Holy Spirit of our God, the source, the source of the believer's new life and changed behavior. So because of what Christ has done, you are now washed, you are now sanctified, and now you are now justified. This is who you are. You are washed, you are sanctified, and you are justified. And so when we, as we get into a little bit about positional sanctification, positional, and the word sanctification in the Greek, it's, it's hagiosmos. And that definition, all it, it means consecration, sanctifi- sanctification. Use, the usage of this word, it's the process of making or becoming holy. Set apart, sanctification, holiness, consecration. So the process of making or becoming holiness. So when the fact that Jesus died, he shed his blood, we've been brought into this new covenant, um, the holiness of God has now become the holiness of God's people. We are his people. Are you, are, are you, if you have accepted Jesus into your life as Lord and Savior, this process of being washed, sanctified, justified happened right there. Immediately. The regeneration of the Holy Spirit, he immediately does the work in you. And then Holy Spirit dwells within you. He comes, he makes his home in you. And, and, and so there's that, the regeneration, the, the, the washing, the cleansing, immediately when you accept Jesus into your life, you're cleansed, you repent of your sins, you acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. This is the phenomenon of, of salvation. We don't understand it, but it's like he does it like that. So that means that you don't work for your salvation, okay? That means that you are not striving to to be loved by God. And I say that because for a long time, I think the definition of holiness to me was perfection. God is holy. He's so perfect. For some reason, that was so like correlated to like perfection, perfection. I can never be perfect. And we can all agree we will never be perfect, right? <laughs> we are justified through grace alone, <laughs> through faith in what he has done. So the truth is holiness is not perfection. But the minute that we have accepted Jesus, 
he made us holy. This is what his word says. You've been washed, sanctified, justified, okay? And so because of that, you know, you're, this is your identity. This is who you are. Do you look at yourself and say, I am holy? Why not, huh? Why don't I look at myself as holy? You are. You are holy. You are a holy people. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation dedicated to God. That's what holy means. That's what, so positional, positional sanctification is the dedicated, you're dedicated to God. You believe in Jesus and accepted him as Lord and Savior, then you have dedicated yourself to the Lord, right? I've dedicated my life to the Lord. I've committed my life to the Lord. And so because I've committed my life to the Lord, I'm now in the position of being sanctified. This is your position. This is our position. Okay? And so with that, it's it's this now, because I'm holy, it's not just, well, I'm holy and right, I keep on sinning or I keep on doing what I want to do, right? We know that there's a, there's the nature, there's the sin nature within us. The, the two natures are at war with each other, right? The spirit is living inside of us, but we're still in the flesh. You're still in the flesh. Your, your spirit has been regenerated by the Lord. You're, the spirit of God is living inside of you, but you still live in the flesh. So there's still desires in your heart. There's still, there's still inclinations of things that you want to do, but because the spirit of God is inside of you, As you hear the word, you are inclined to want to do the word. You are inclined to want to be transformed. You are inclined to to say, the Holy Spirit's like, yeah, that, do that instead. (laughs) And and this is is so important to know because if you don't look at yourself as a holy people, if we don't look at ourselves as holy, we we end up becoming we end up being on a very extreme level of of i just gotta try 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 i just gotta work harder 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 and if you're not realizing it you end up being in a merit-based salvation you end up thinking that you have to work so so hard and 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 the truth that's not the truth you are holy so if you if you are holy, if you are d- identified as washed, sanctified, justified, out of who you are is what you will do. It should determine what you do and how you do it. Okay? And so so positional, positional san- sanctification. Think of it like that. This is who I am because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Okay? You received the Lord as uh, uh, Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But then... Now that you you are in a right standing with the Father, you're sanctified, you're holy, um, you're dedicated to, you're committed to, you are set apart for God. This is who you are, okay? You let us like get that ingrained in, in our hearts. Like, I am sanctified, I am dedicated to you, Lord. I am uh, set apart from you, Lord. This is definitive. And we, we look at saints uh, in the Bible, the word saint, but the word saint is actually just holy one. You are a holy one. We are saints. We are holy ones because of, of the Lord, because of what he's done. And this is the truth with a capital T. <laughs> that's, 
That's it. That's it. And 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 so that positional it's it's for every believer, every person. He's he's made you whole, he's made you new. And and this is so important because the Holy Spirit now dwells in in us. He's living inside of us. He gives us new desires. He gives us a new life. He gives us a new way of thinking. Uh, and the very depths of us long to please God because the Spirit now d- takes residence inside of your heart. So you don't talk like you used to. You don't walk like you used to because the Spirit is inside of you. And it, it, it's like, no, like this is, is this going to please you, Father? Is this going to please my, the sin me, the evil desires within me? Um, and so out of that truth, now we are, we're living a life committed to holiness. Now this and maturing in Christ's likeness. So because of my position being sanctified, I am now committing to live like Christ. I have to commit to live like Christ. I'm, but guess what? The spirit within you is at work. So as the, and we're going to read uh, in, in Philippians this, but as we heard this scripture of uh, work out your salvation in fear and trembling. But, but the truth is, is because as, as we're working out, he's working in. And he gives us his strength, the strength to, to walk with him, by him, for him, to him. And so now we're being transformed, but guess what? We are called to be participants in our transformation. Because see, the truth is this. If, you end, if we end up just saying, I'm holy, I come in righteousness, I'm, I'm holy. But what about if it just ends there and you put a period? Yes, period, you are holy. Like, right, right, just like I said, you're sanctified, you're washed, you're justified, period. Because of the finished work of the cross. But if you don't do anything with that, I mean, you're not going to grow in maturity. And this is the truth. You can grow in physical size. You can grow in, in, in height. You can grow, but are you really maturing? Maturing is having the development of all around your physical, your mental, your, your emotional, being able to be thoughtful and consider what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. This cannot be done by ourselves. This is by the Holy Spirit. This is why Galatians 5 says that. It says, walk, be, let the Holy Spirit guide you. Walk by the Spirit. Carry out the desires of the Spirit. The flesh does what is opposite of the Spirit. And, and so it's, that second part of sanctification, it's, it's ongoing. You're never going to arrive. We're never going to arrive. But to be committed to obedience, to be committed to saying, because I'm dedicated to God, because I'm holy, I'm now going to live a life committed to holiness. I'm now going to live a life of moral courage. I'm now going to live a life that is pleasing to the Father in all aspects of my life. That means I'm not relying on human wisdom. I'm not relying on my own wisdom. I'm not, rely- I'm not doing things how I, sh- how I used to do things. Because sometimes it, beca- it can become so comfortable and convenient in how we deal with things. And, and this is the truth of, of, of the, the second part of that, the sanctification as being progressive. It's, it's, it's the ongoing, the cleansing of sin, becoming more like Christ. And so out of your holiness, you're living 
and becoming holy. That it says, First uh, Peter one, uh, fifteen through sixteen. It says, "But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves, also in all your behavior, because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. You shall be holy, for I am holy." And the truth is, is that it's, hey, I'm holy. I, I'm called now to live in holiness. And even Paul in 1 Corinthians 1, 2, he's addressing the church of God at, at Corinthians. It says, to the church of God, 1 Corinthians 1, 2, it says, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and, and, and ours. To those who are sanctified, dedicated to Jesus, this is this is that's the truth. The importance of that positional sanctification is dedicated to God. Okay, and so now we're 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 called as holy people. And if you actually though read Corinthians, they had a lot of things going on with them. But that the things that were going on with them, that didn't mean that they still weren't God's holy people. Right. They were God's holy people because it was they believed in what Jesus Christ had had done. And it can be a little mind-boggling to get your mind wrapped around this. Like, well, how can I be called holy if I, I keep messing up? How can I be called holy if I'm doing X, Y, Z? Um, your identity in Christ does not change. That is the finished work of the cross. But now I'm called to live and be a partaker and a participant in the transformation process. I'm called to live out this salvation in fear and in, in, and in trembling. We are called to walk as children of the light. Ephesians 5, uh, 2 through 8. I'm going to read the ending part of this, but it, it, says, it says this. Well, it says, walk in love, verse 2, as Christ also has loved and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma, but fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be even named among you as is fitting for saints. And saints are what? Holy ones. Saints are, come on, yes, saints are holy ones. You are a saint. You are a holy one. You're holy. You are holy. So those things, you don't belong doing those things. Like you're better than that. Do you, you're better than that. You're holy. You're, you're holy. You're a saint, son and daughter. Like, you don't have to involve yourself in those things anymore, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of God, of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. But you are a son and a, and a daughter of Christ now because you've accepted him in your life, Right? Therefore, do not be partakers with them, for you were once darkness, but you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. Work out your, your salvation in fear and trembling. This is the ongoing, the constant. You're, it's not, I've arrived, and I'm not going to ever face conflict. It's, it's going to happen, but now it's time to mature. Now it's time to to grow in Christ-likeness. And sometimes I think that 
although we are given this information, the practicality of how sometimes that looks can be a little hard. Because see, we're called to, Pastor just finished a series on love, right, too. We're called to love, but what does that look like when you are confronted with disagreements and conflict? What does that look like when there are things going on in your mind and assumptions of something? Do you still handle them the way that you handled them when you were five or 12 or 16? Because you can grow, but are you maturing in how you handle things? The Spirit helps us in learning how to deal with things. The Spirit gives us wisdom. His Spirit helps us in, in knowing what to say or, or how to say it. The Holy Spirit is at work in us. And so he requires us to be that participant to, to say, you know what, Lord, I need your help. I realize this happened between me and my sister. This happened in my marriage. You know what? I yelled at my kid and I feel so bad about it now. Lord, I shouldn't have handled it that way. Show me the better way. Because sometimes our own family of origins, our own ways of doing things, we're just like, I'm just going to avoid it. We just won't talk about it for a little bit and then things will be all good. Right? That's what ends up happening. But is that really walking by the spirit or is it actually walking by the flesh? Because the flesh, the sin nature, is also the nature that we are so accustomed to because of our upbringing. We're called to walk into this new life. We're called to, to, we have to do the walking. (laughs) Walk by the spirit to not carry out the desires of the flesh I have to use my legs. (laughs) The spirit isn't going to walk for me. (laughs) I have to do it. I am the vessel. You are the vessel. You are the holy one. That is your position. But now you're called to walk. You're called to walk. You're called to live a life that says, Lord, I'm going to follow you. And it says, I want to read this. It says, um, Philippians 2, 12 It says, so then, my dear ones, just as you have always obeyed my instructions with enthusiasm, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation. That is, cultivate it, bring it to full effect, actively pursue spiritual maturity with awe-inspired fear and trembling, using serious caution and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. Verse 13, for it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work. Both to will and to work. That is strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fill, fill your purpose for his good pleasure. You're set apart for God for his purpose, and now we're committed to living this life of saying, Lord, I want to become more like you. Show me, help me how to do this. And the interesting thing is, as I was praying for this, uh, maybe last week or, or, or so, the Lord dropped this and he said, loving me, and this is for us, loving me and following me is gonna cost you something. Loving me, intimacy with with me is going to cost you everything. A living sacrifice. 
The sacrifice of your time, the sacrifice of your comfort, loving me is going to cost you your pride. It's going to cost you your wisdom because spirit revealed truths with spirit revealed words. The Holy Spirit reveals truths with spirit, with spirit revealed words. Spiritual truths are revealed to spiritual people. Human wisdom, it won't ever teach you what the Spirit himself teaches you. He is the one that explains it, which means that we have to be in totally dependence of him. We're constantly having to live our lives unto him, under him, submitted to him. This is, this is hard. But know that the Lord is living in you now. Holy Spirit is living inside of you. You're holy. That's your position. And now I'm called to live like Christ. I'm called to live like him. I'm called to participate in the transformation. So that means I have to consider everything. I have to consider my thoughts, my ways, my actions, and what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. I have to ask the Lord, Lord, what pleases you? What delights you? How can I be a delight in my workplace, in my family, in my singleness, in my marriage? Because then that's your true, genuine worship. It says this in 2 Peter 1, 3-5. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature. The promise that you're, you're washed, you're sanctified and justified, you're working, you're working from that. Because I'm holy, I am able to walk in holiness. I'm able to walk in righteous living having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and goodness knowledge. It goes on even to say, it says uh, self-control, and in your self-control, steadfastness, and in your steadfastness, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly affection. Develop Christian love, that is, learn to unselfishly seek the best for others and do things for the, their benefit. For as these qualities are yours, they're yours. They are yours. It's in you. Now you have to cultivate it. Now we have to plow the ground. Now we have to turn the soil. Now we have to allow him to, to, to filtrate the things that were in us, that, that how we deal with things, how, how we've, we've, we've thought he, the new desires are now inside of you. Sometimes we just think, man, my heart's so wicked. I can't trust it. But you have a new heart and a new spirit inside of you. So how can you say that? We sometimes can switch the scripture to think, well, there's, there's nothing good inside of my heart. But the truth is, if he's in you, there is good living inside of you. 
There is good. He's good. He's living inside of you. So now he says that in in Hebrews, he says, I have now written the law on their hearts. It will not no longer be on stones, but it'll be on their hearts. So when you hear the word of God, you're now inclined to actually want to follow the word of God because the spirit of God is living inside of you. And the spirit agrees with what God is saying because Holy Spirit is speaking to us what the father is saying. He's living inside of you. It's possible to live holy, not because of what I've done, but because of what he's done and who he is. I have the strength. I have the courage to do hard things. I have the courage to say no when my friends want me to drink. I don't know. I have the courage to say as much as I want to, maybe, I, I mean, we have some, we have some young people in here, younger girls in here. I have the courage to say, I don't have to wear that, that spaghetti strap to get that boy's attention. <laughs> Cause the Holy Spirit says, you don't have to do that to, to, I, you're loved, daughter. You have the courage because he's living inside of you. When the disagreements come and you want to fight and say something and you you you, you want to just, you know what, a, a disagreement happens, like I'm not going to talk to her and we're just split. The cutoff happens. The Everything within you, the flesh wants to say, I just, I just want to stop this and I'm, we're, we're just going to be cut off. We're not going to, we're not going to talk anymore. But then the spirit says, oh, but you need to make that right. <laughs> you need to own up to what you have done because there's always something we can own up to. And our flesh doesn't want to do that. No, yeah, our flesh does not want to. Our flesh wants to say, I'll cut off and I'll be fine without you. But the spirit that's at work within you helps you. He helps us. Let him guide you to do what you don't want to do. There is a will to do good. That's why Paul said that. He says, I will to do good, but I don't do good. I don't do it. What I don't want to do, I end up doing. Why? It's because that sin nature, it's, it's, they're constantly in opposition of each other. But sometimes we put too much emphasis on sin and the power of sin when the power of the Holy Spirit is inside of you. He's bigger. He's stronger. He is the one who is working all things. As he works in, we work out. This is our commitment. Is that your commitment today? My commitment, because I'm dedicated to God, I'm committed to walking in obedience. I'm committed to saying no to things that are so wanting to fulfill my, 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 uh, my sin nature. Things that are so wanting to, to, to pleasure my own sin, human nature, my human nature. I'm committed to responding to what he's saying. To respond to what he's saying, to hear and then to do, to be obedient. He gives us the strength to walk, but you have to walk. Because I'm holy, I'm called to live in holiness. My position in sanctification, my holiness, I have become holy because of Christ. I can now walk in holiness. I'm not going to be perfect. But even your imperfect obedience is obedience. You might not get it right. 
to the T, but the fact that you're responding to what the Lord is saying, that's him working in you and that's you working out. Him working in you and you working out. Amen. That it's, it's so, it's like, man, Lord, we, we need, not only do I want to rely on you, but I want to have the, the, I have the will to do good because you're living inside of me. Help me to be obedient to that. Help me to say, Lord, I want to do what you want me to do. And I know because you're living in me, you have given me the desire to want to do what is good. So let me walk by that. Help me, Lord. We, we ask him. It says we, we, even when we don't know, right? We don't know what to do or what to say. The Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, right? He helps us. That Romans 8, 26 to 27 says that we don't know what to pray to offer or how to offer it as we should. We don't know those things, but the Spirit himself knows. And at the right time, he intercedes on our behalf. Called to live holy. Called to live righteously. And you have the power to do it because the power is at work inside of you. He's inside of you. He is living inside of you. You are sanctified. And now you can live walking in sanctification. I'm living, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming holy. Each, each yes to the Lord. Each obedience. Time I'm obedient to the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm actually partnering with him. I'm partnering with him. We have to partner with him in our transformation. If we don't, we end up striving, right? If we don't, we, we, we end up being merit-based, thinking, I have to do all this, when the reality is he's, he's within us. He's at work inside of us. He's helping us to become a people of obedience, a people that say yes to, to you, Lord, yes to, to being called to live like you. It says this, it says in Romans uh, eleven thirty three through 35, it says, who could ever wrap their minds around the riches of God? the depths of his wisdom and the marvel of his perfect knowledge. Who could ever explain the wonder of his decisions or search out the mysterious way he carries out his plans? For who has discovered how the Lord thinks or is wise enough to be the one to advise him in his plans? Or who has ever first given something to God that obligates God to owe him something in return? And then it says, in knowing that, knowing that, Lord, I don't understand your ways, but your spirit's living inside of me. And as I seek you, you're going to be faithful to reveal to me what you're, what you're saying, what you're doing, what you want me to do, or the decisions that I have to make for my life. His His spirit is living inside of you, and He'll whisper to you what the Father is saying. It says in Romans 12, 1, Beloved, friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices, and live in holiness. That's the progressive sanctification, to live in holiness, live in holiness. 
experiencing all that delights his heart, for this then becomes your true, genuine worship. Holy Spirit illuminate, illuminates his word. He searches the depths of the Lord. He reveals the Father's heart to us. And then we are at that crossroads of hearing and doing, hearing and being obedient to him. The will to do good. We're holy, we're justified, we're made alive in Christ, we're washed, and we're given new life, a new spirit. So that means we relate to ourselves, to others, in a new way. And as you respond, as we respond, and we're actually, you're partnering. You're partnering with him day by day, moment by moment, of Lord, how? How, will, how can I be different? How can I be something, someone that's pleasing to you, Lord? We have to ask him that, right? We have to constantly, it, everyone has different walks, everyone has different situations and things that you go through. But that, that means that the, as you ask the Holy Spirit, as you let him guide you, he's gonna help you to walk. He's gonna help you to do and say or, or make right or lay down whatever things you need to lay down, whatever things you need to make right. He's going to help you and strengthen you to do that. Trust him, amen, trust him, trust him, trust him. He's speaking to you. Even now, right now, the Lord is speaking to you of things that maybe I need to get right or you know what? I've been living so long and trying to work for salvation. <laughs> I've been living so long and trying to be, trying to, trying to earn the love of God, but this is who you are, son and daughter. Like that condemnation, that those things, that is not you. You you're, have a new identity. You're holy. You're holy. Look at yourself as a saint, holy one. This is who you are, and when you believe who you are, you are going to walk differently. <laughs> You're gonna walk differently. This is who you are. This is your identity. Your identity is holiness because he, he's identified you. Holiness of God has become the holiness of God's people, and now it's like, Lord, I'm committed to walking in, in holiness now. I'm committed to that. And <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that's that's really what what I wanted to share, but also, like I said, the practicality, right? I know I shared that a little bit. What does that look like? It, because as the church, we're to be people that we equip the church. We equip, we learn how to be based off as we are learning and what to do and how to do things. Because sometimes those things can get a little like, okay, I'm called to live holy. I'm called to live in maturity. What does that look like? <laughs> really, right? What does that look like? And, and I know I kind of touched a little bit, um, but I want to actually just share this with you of, say for instance, we need to have relational skills. <laughs> We need to practice the presence of God with the presence of people. That's growing in maturity. 
It's growing in maturity. And he helps us to walk like that. He helps us. And so I, I want to say this in the sense of maybe this is, and this is something that is so, um, that the Lord I, I know has been working in us as a body too of learning relational skills, how to, when we do have conflict, when we do have disagreements, or maybe there's narratives that go on in our head, Maybe someone has, someone said hi to you and gave you a, they gave the person a hug right next to you and they didn't give you a hug. And the story you began to tell yourself, well, she gave, so-and-so gave her a hug, her got, and they passed me by. Did I do something wrong to them? Why are they mad at me? Well, whatever, I didn't want to give her a hug. These thoughts, right? Thoughts, real thoughts like that come to our mind. Well, what happened? What, what did I do? What, X, Y, Z, whatever, you name it. And then we end up feeding our flesh. You end up chewing on that. Walk by the Spirit to carry out the desires of the Spirit. So instead, what does that practice? How do, I, how do I check that out? What can I do? I don't want to walk like that. Well, I want to share with you what you can do is, you know you have, you're able to check an assumption with someone, Right? You're actually able to talk to, it's okay to, to talk to someone. <laughs> Sometimes though in our own families, we've learned to not, right? We've learned to just say, you know what? I don't know what her problem is. And then we end up going and telling someone else, so-and-so didn't give me a hug. I don't know what was up with her. She gave, she gave this person, this person, this person, and not me. I don't know what happened. I know we end up having this whole conversation with ourselves, but then we end up talking with someone else. We end up actually being in, we, act, we actually begin to slander when we're not even realizing that that's what we're doing. But what you can do is check out an assumption. And this is a skill you can, you can stop mind reading and you can actually clarify, uh, uh, you can stop mind, mind reading, clarify expectations, but check out an assumption. So maybe, and I, I'm just, I mean, I, I think about, you know, me and I, I'm saying Sharice is right here, so I, I'm looking at Sharice, but maybe me and Sharice is, is, gives me, she gives Sister Charlene a hug and uh, Sister Rosa Maria a hug and she passes me by and I end up like, why didn't Sharice give me a hug? What happened? Like, did I do something to her? Or, oh my gosh, maybe she's mad at me. But see, all these things are going in my head. So instead, what I can do is I have to have the courage to say, hey, Sharice, I noticed <laughs> that you gave Charlene a hug and Sister Rosa Maria, and so I'm wondering if there's something, if I upset you or if we're okay. And then immediately if she responds, she's like, oh, no, sorry, I just, I for whatever reason, I, I just, I had to go real fast because of something. It was something totally opposite of what I was thinking, but you know what? That gets snipped in the it gets snipped. <laughs> it gets snipped immediately because now you've checked the assumption with the person. They're, you're texting someone they don't call. They don't text you back for five days. <laughs> Why didn't they reply to me? They're on their Instagram. They're on their X Y Z. I see them. <laughs> oh, they don't have enough time for me. <laughs> this story is feeding our flesh. We have to walk by the Spirit. So the Spirit says, "Turn to wonder." Maybe she got really busy and she hasn't had time to respond back. And you can even easily check that out. 
you can say, hey, I noticed that you didn't, ch you, you know, it's been a few days. I'm wondering if everything's okay. Instead of, instead of feeding the reality of something happened or she's mad at me or they, didn't, they don't like me, <laughs> you're feeding your flesh when you begin to chew on those things. But you can easily check that out with someone. Check out your assumptions. Speak truth in love. But it's okay for you to talk with someone and say, hey, I'm, I think that you're mad at me because you didn't give me a hug. Is that right? Immediately the person's probably going to say no, or I don't know, maybe they will say yes, and then that's a conversation you're going to have to have. But the truth is, <laughs> you are now not having false realities in your head. You're now being, this is truth, you're being led by the Spirit, because the, the, the person inside of you, the Spirit inside of you, really wants to have relation with one another. Really, the unity, those things feed our flesh, and it causes discord. So, being led by the spirit means I have to have the moral courage to actually say something to that person, but not the, not everybody else. I actually have to work out. I have to work out. I have to have a hard conversation as he's working and he's giving me the ability to do it. Uh, this is, these are things that we are, we need to learn and to, if we are to mature, otherwise we will still handle conflict like we have when we were a teenager. You will grow in size and in age, but you will not grow <laughs> emotionally or in your mental development or anything like that. You just you can uh, be older and seasoned in the Lord, uh, seasoned in your chronological age, but still handling things by the flesh. So I I, I just this was this was something like so snippet of a. I know there's so much more. I know that to get into relational skills, but I just want you to know that you are holy because of the finished work of Jesus Christ, but that doesn't mean that it ends there. You are called to participate in the transformation. He will give you the, the, his strength and let him guide you. Let him guide you in what to do. The Holy Spirit is going to speak, and he's speaking to us even now of how you can get things right. I think I, I believe that the, the Lord's giving you divine wisdom as, as we're talking about this. The Lord's putting, I see like little Tetris right now. Things are clicking for you in your own way. Like, and, and, and he's doing it because the Spirit of God is living inside of you. Trust that he's giving you guidance in how to do it and what to do. It's scary, but there's hope and there's he's living inside of you. You can do this. You can live. We're called to live like Christ. We're called to progressively grow into holiness. We're called to grow in our righteous living. Work out as he's working in. So I, I just want us to leave with that. So Father, we, we, we thank you uh, right now for, for your word, Lord. Uh, I know that I was so just wanting to be dependent on you and what you wanted to say, Lord, uh, being led by your spirit. Being, can we have the worship team come up and we're, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna be ending soon, but just begin to settle in your heart. Father, we know right now we're learning. We've learned that you, Lord, have called us. You have washed us. You have sanctified us and you have justified us, Lord. You've called us holy, Lord. 
And you've also given us, Lord, your spirit who lives inside of us now to actually live holy. Father, we thank you right now. We thank you that you are helping us, Lord, to work out our salvation as you're working inside of us, Lord. Just begin to talk to the Lord. Talk to him about the things he was bringing to surface in your heart right now. Loving him is costing us. It's going to cost us to live, live a life of holiness, a life, a living sacrifice, but he's going to help us. He's going to lead us. So Lord, right now, show us, show your people right now, show your holy ones right now. Show your holy ones right now what the things that you're calling us into maturity of, the things you're calling us to to walk differently in.